Hey everyone, and welcome back to Spurs Stories. During this, we will be taking a virtual trip around the world, talking to Spurs supporters just like you to find out their Spurs story. Today, we have a very good friend of the pod, Mpo from Kansas City. Dude, it's so good to have you on. Uh, we interact all the time on social media, so it's good to put a, a voice with the with the username and a, a face with the with the name as well. How are you today? Same here, brother. Same here. Good to finally see you. Good to finally meet you. Big fan of the work that you guys are doing on Podspur. So as soon as you reached out, man, it was it was an honor to to come in and like just just talk some uh, talk football and more importantly talk Spurs and uh, and what a weekend to do it when we when we just came back. Uh, I'm I'm hyped, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, we were. So this is we're recording. Uh, on Saturday, September the 12th, right after a, a wonderful game for a neutral to watch Liverpool and Leeds. So it, we're all super excited. Now, we were just talking before we started recording that you were so excited. You woke up at 4 a.m. this morning <laughs> and, it's, yeah, and, like, and uh, Spurs aren't even playing today. So, uh, no. <laughs> so it's probably de- it's definitely going to be no sleep tonight. Yeah, I th- I don't think you're going to be alone on that. So that at least you know you'll have some uh, some company in the no sleep no sleep gang with you tonight. Um, so yeah, let's just jump straight into it, man. How did you come to love Spurs, and how did you come to be part of this community that we all get to kind of be part of a family now? Man, uh, Tottenham has has been a has been a long long journey for me. Uh, I, I struggle to even remember like the years now, but uh, so originally I'm from South Africa and uh, they came out, I think it was 2003 or 2004 uh, to do like one of these preseason tours and they played uh, two of the top teams in South Africa, one of them being the team that I support, Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, just need to stick that in there because I know Scott is a big fan of Orlando Pirates. Uh, and uh yeah, so just just from that just from that tour, I I saw a team that you know, and I think like many other Spurs fans, you know, I think I think most of us from around the world come to this club because either we're like uh, suckers for punishment or contrarians, or you know we just don't want to hop on any bandwagons. So I grew up my whole life watching football, you know, because uh, it's the biggest sport in South Africa. Uh, but I just never wanted to just hop on, you know, like a, a club that was already winning or anything like that. And so when I got to see them up close firsthand and from that tour, they actually signed uh, signed one of the players, Mabizela. So it gave me even more reason to, to you know, hop on the Spurs, the Spurs wagon. Uh, and I mean, it, it just sucks because they've signed three players from South Africa and all of them have been a bust. But... <laughs> Nonetheless, they uh, they led me to this club, and it's, it's just been a wild ride ever since then, man. Yeah. So even if even if the the players turned out to be a bust, the club as a whole has you know led you to some good things. Uh, yeah, I mean, back at. Uh, I, I don't think there's any journey in world football that beats the Spurs train, man. It's uh, the ups are so up and the downs are so down, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I completely agree. And that's really what drew me into, into, I guess, into the rabbit hole of fandom because I, you know, I typically want to jump into things all the way anyway. And uh, when I decided to try to, to dip my toes in, I guess, to the Spurs fandom, there were just so many people that, you know, had open arms. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
it sounds like and, you kind uh, of experienced it's exactly like that, man. And uh, you know, that's that's the beautiful thing about what's what's happened with the game and it's going global and international. Uh, so I mean, I was, I mean, I've, since I followed Spurs, you know, uh, the boom of social media and everything, we get to meet people from all over and. There's that one thing or that one player or that one moment that like brings us all into this melting pot of this club. And uh, it's just hard to explain, but once you're in it, you know, you know, if yeah, you know, right. you know. Right. Yeah. When you've, when you felt that moment, you, you felt it. And there's a, a, a video that has made the rounds. I think it was a couple months ago uh, from Kansas city of uh, the second leg against Ajax. Yeah, I know. Were you there? I was no, unfortunately, I wasn't oh. there. Uh, I was uh, I was actually with my with my host family. So I, initially, when I came to the U.S., I moved in with a host family, a lovely family I know that uh, kind of known me since I was very young, and they they facilitated my move over here. And so I was visiting with them that day, uh, and I can't, I can't even remember how I ended up there on such an important day. I think I was I think I was probably like I think I was dog sitting because they were out of town or something. And they had just come back, literally, like, the moment when, like, Lucas scored, because I'd given up, actually. Uh, when Lucas scored the goal, the third goal, I'd, like, gone outside to get some air because I was, like, so annoyed. And I just, like, come back in to, like, uh, I don't know, say goodbye to the dog or something. And I just, I looked at the screen, like, I just couldn't even, it couldn't compute what just happened. And I think I put a photo up, like, a few minutes later on my Twitter of, like, why could I just fell to the floor and I couldn't get up for like five minutes. I didn't even celebrate. I didn't yell. I didn't shout. I didn't do any of that. I just lay there like I just got the most shocking news of all time. And it was just, it was ridiculous. But yeah. yeah, man, the people over at Strange Days, that's the bar that uh, you, you're referencing there. And uh, Kansas City Spurs, lovely bunch of people, man. It's it one of my favorite videos, bro. Yeah, it sounds like laying down in the floor definitely beats uh, the feelings the next day from a knee slide on concrete. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, but I don't think even if I'd done those knee slides, I wouldn't be feeling it, man. For like, yeah. I didn't, that that those those couple of weeks between us beating Ajax and getting to the final was some of the best yeah. as a fan that I've experienced. Because I I just got to watch that video like every single day on loop until until that uh, crap show happened at the end. Yeah, even man. Those two weeks were awesome, and even though our form in the league was garbage, it like no, 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 nobody care. cared. Nobody <laughs> cared. <laughs> it didn't matter at all. Yeah. So it, you you mentioned that you started supporting Spurs, you know, in early two thousand, two thousand three, two thousand four ish. Yeah. So you you've kind of been you've been a fan pretty much as long as Daniel Levy has been in charge. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to get your thoughts about Daniel Levy. And then I wanted to give you a special shout out because you called a big window from him before this, the last season even ended. So I've got the tweet saved. And when we, when we make our next, our next couple big signings yeah. before yeah, October, you're, you're getting, you're getting a big shout out on, on Twitter, but I wanted to give it to you here because it seems like, you know, we talked about this a little bit. Daniel Levy, yeah. we, we've got our days where we love him, our days where we hate him, but let's talk a, a little bit more about that, about how he's been impactful for this club and then for you uh, as a supporter of the club. Yeah, so it is, it's exactly like you say, man. It's a, it's a weird one with Daniel, right? Because uh, overall, I think if, you, if we take a step back and outside of the club as non-fans, I think if we look at it objectively, we can see just how, how much 
great work he's done for the club. And so like you referenced from when I started following this club, I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but it was deadline day and we got bullied out of like Berbatov by Man United. And I was just so, I was so pissed, man. I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, we're never going to progress. You know, like if every time we get like an amazing player that like somebody can just come in and a bigger club will just pick him up on the last day. We can't even find a replacement for him. And I remember, I think it was like a Man City, Man United battle for Berbatov. Uh, but from, I remember from the, being absolutely dejected from that day to, you know, getting a world record fee for Bale. And even though those seven findings didn't work out, uh, we still got the money. We got, we got compensated for, you know, taking our best player correctly. And, uh, and now to, you know, like I've, I haven't had a fear of losing Kane ever since he's been world-class just because I know his contract situation has always been sorted. Uh, we dropped the ball a little bit on Christian, but that happens, you know, it, it happens, it happens to the best of us and it happens to the biggest clubs, you know, look around the world right now, there's, there's players leaving on freeze or pre-contracts. Uh, but, but overall, holistically, if we look at it, uh, he's done an amazing job for the club and to, to build us up to where we are. I, I actually remember, when I when you told me we we're gonna have this conversation, I was trying to think about my Spurs journey, and I remember having to sit myself down to have a conversation with myself uh, when one day Ramos had taken like eight points, or like it was two points from eight games or something like that, and we were like at the foot of the table, and I was actually thinking to my like, am I willing to go to like, uh, am I willing to get relegated with this club, or do do I have to find a different club? And I, and I was like. I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. I was like, you know what? I'm with it. And at the time, I remember he hired Harry Redknapp and I didn't want Harry Redknapp at all. I didn't think he was a big enough name or, you know, of, of the class, especially after we'd come from like one day Ramos and all the stuff that he'd been doing at Seville. He'd, uh, he'd been coaching lights out, right? Until he got to us. And, uh, and that was a masterstroke, man. I think, and I think those Harry Redknapp years for me personally, I don't know about anybody else, but those are my favorite Spurs years. I think the football that we played, it was just, we were just so free. It was just swashbuckling stuff. And uh, a bit like that Leeds team that we saw today, like we just didn't care. Our expectations weren't that high. So whatever he did, and I remember I think shortly after he took over, we got like, we went to, I think we went, went to play Arsenal. I can't remember exactly the timeline. And it was like, uh, uh, and it was just one of those moments. I was like, "Yeah, this this is my club. Uh, I I don't I don't care what happens. You know, if, if they go away, Daniel Levy has made these decisions that I've like questioned at sometimes. Uh, like the Harry Redknapp signing, uh, Pochettino. I wasn't on board with him at all. I wanted Louis Van Gaal. Got Pochettino. Look how that turned out." And the reason why I put out that tweet was because I didn't want Mourinho either. I didn't want Mourinho. Levy took him anyway. And I just don't think deep down inside of me that Mourinho takes this project if he doesn't know the end game and if they don't have an agreement in place. And I don't think Daniel risks that either. And so that's why I just have that confidence and that faith. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But so yeah. far, I'm feeling okay about, about that prediction. Absolutely. I mean, even when Mourinho was on Sky Sports and people all the time ask him, are you going to get back in the game? Are you going to go back to managing? He says, you know, I'm only going to go back if I have clear expectations and if I know what, what the project is. Exactly. And, uh, so there's a reason that he's here and yeah. uh, it's to win trophies. And I think yeah. he's, I think he's 100% the guy 
to do that. And, you know, we've, we've kind of seen in the, the Amazon documentary, if you've been following along with that, we've seen this kind of relationship between Daniel Levy and Jose Mourinho. And it seems like they complement each other very well. There's a healthy, there's a healthy respect and fear. And then like, whenever I see them interact, it's not that, you know, like that buddy, buddy, like we're going to be friends, but it's just, there's a, there's a, we got business to do feel about, you know, the, the interactions. And I, I like that, you know, as much as I love Pochettino, uh, and I, my God, do I love that man. Uh, but you know, we, we plateaued and, uh, there's sometimes there's only so much you can do. And, uh, where we are now, I, I can feel that we, we're on the cusp of something and we're building something. And uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have any other chairman, man. Uh, I, I know that, you know, he split our fan base like, like nobody else. Uh, but I mean, just, just, look at, just look at where we've come from, especially if you've been following this club for so long uh, to where we are. It's, it's not always fun, but I think like, you know, we mentioned before when we were talking and you said this, and it's an astute point, you know, that uh, somewhere along the line, we, we just, we accelerated too quick for probably what his plan was, but he's catching up to it now. And, and we, I think we're going to get there, man. I have faith. Yeah. You're, you're giving me chills right now, thinking about yeah. how, how much we, <laughs> we can achieve, not, not just in the short term with Jose Mourinho, but even after Jose leaves with exactly, all, of the, all of the things that Daniel Levy's putting in place right now, he, he's thinking for 50 years down the road, He's still a sustainable Spurs. project, yeah. man. A sustainable project. You know, like we we spoke about Leeds, and you know, you were, you were kind of talking because you, you haven't followed it as long. And I know I I always say, you know, like to not you don't want to compare yourself to like the worst because you know you, you need to set your bar a little higher. But you know, Leeds, Newcastle, they were those kind of clubs that were up there and challenging for the longest time, and they both got relegated due to you know like poor management. And I just I don't want that for our club. And so if, it's, if it means sometimes, you know, eating it and having like a rough season like we did last season and the season before that, uh, for, the, for the greater good, then, you know, uh, I'm with that. I just don't want to be in a yo-yo club situation where we're down one year, up the next, and it's just a boom and a bust, you know. Uh, we, we have to build something sustainable. And, uh, I mean, I, I think you should go around. Everybody else, most other uh, fans of other clubs envy the uh, the leadership that we have in Daniel Levy, you know, it's just us because we we kind of spoiled at this moment. But uh, if you've come back from days like that when I had to you know think about whether or not I was willing to to go down with Tottenham and with the bottom of the league, then you kind of know that it's not that deep right now, you know. For sure, man, I totally agree with you. And yeah. you know, ho- hopefully, after Matt listens to this, he will still publish it with all of the Levy propaganda propaganda that we've got going on. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, got no choice, man. But yeah, I think I think he will. He's he's got no choice. So you know, we've <laughs> talked a, a whole lot about Daniel Levy, and we we're, I mean, we've given you tons of credit that you absolutely deserve with calling a big window. So before we before we get out of here, the window's not closed yet. Even though the season has started, the window's still open till October. So. Give me one big name that you think is going to walk through the doors at Hotspur Way before the end of the window. See, now you're going to put me on the spot, man, because I don't want to jinx it. I've been trying, you know, to, to kind of hold this one in and keep it, you know. Uh, and to be honest with you, man, to be completely honest with you, I don't think any of us have a clue who it's going to be. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't even think that the striker that we'll end up getting has even been linked yet. Uh, just because the business hasn't been like that 
throughout this window. Yes, there were a lot of murmurs about Hoybier, uh close to the time when we got him, but there wasn't really anything preceding that. You know, there wasn't like that long drawn out, will we get him, won't we get him type of thing. So the, the business that they've done, they've done it really quietly. And I think they've identified their targets and I think they're working on it. And where possible, I think they're getting them. Uh, like I said in my tweet, I think, we, I think there will be a marquee name somewhere. There's got to be a big name that's attracted by the prospect of working with Jose. And, uh, and I think we'll get that striker. Like I said, uh, I'm not worried. When I think about the transfer winner right now, uh, the striker's already, for me, a done deal. I'm more, I'm more concerned about the other one or two players. Like, I wonder who that marquee player is going to be, because I think we will get one. I hope, I don't know if this is going to be the one, but I hope it is Bale for the sentiment. Uh, and just because I think uh, the prospect of having Bale Sunny on opposite wings with Kane down the center is just, oh my goodness. That's, yeah. yeah, I would, I don't even know, man. I would lose my mind about that. That's, but, a, yeah. that's a tasty thing to think about for sure. Yeah. So I, sure. I don't know. And honestly, I don't think that any, any of these ITK accounts or anybody on Twitter knows. It's fun just to talk about, mess around because, uh, and I don't know, passes the time. I love interacting with everybody that has these crazy conspiracies, but I just don't think any of us have a clue. Yep. Until, until the Spurs official tweets it out or Fabrizio Romano says, here we go. Hey, man. Don't, believe, don't believe any of it. Right. <laughs> exactly. And don't even, don't even get so caught up in it because I think that's the biggest thing is that everybody gets uh, the big, like our biggest issue is just our, you know, our expectation if we just temper our expectations just a little bit. And that's not to say that we shouldn't be an ambitious fan base or an ambitious club, but uh, just be reasonable and rational about it. You know, uh, some things we, we just won't be able to do right now. We might in the future, but we just won't right now. What I'm more concerned about is building a team that is, you know, like we've seen in the documentary, that's going to be really hard to beat and that has like that cutting edge winning mentality. That's really what I want to see. So I want to see a continuation from where we left off. I, I could kind of see where it was going after the restart. Uh, I'm eager to see like how, how, how we pick up tomorrow and you know, what, if we're going to keep it going. So uh, that's, that's really all I want from, from this club right now, man. I just want to see, I just want to see us get back to kind of bullying some clubs around a little bit. For sure. The biggest point of contention yeah. in any relationship is missed expectations. So exactly, I, think, man. I, I think the, uh, the management and the people who lead our club have made clear their expectations. So now it's, a, it, it's up to us as, as fans to, to realize that and set our expectations where they, where they have them. And that is to do big things. That is to win trophies. So precisely my friend, let's ride, let's ride with the people who are in charge. Yeah. Mpo, uh, tell us where we can find you on the socials so we can uh, give you all of the credit for all for the big window. And then, and then keep, and, yeah, and then keep up <laughs> keep up with you and interact with you as the season goes. Uh, so you know, I tweet a lot, man. I don't even know. I don't even know if I think I know. I don't know my handle. I think it's at Afro underscore Scott. That's it. Uh, we know it. We know it, it well yeah. here at here at Potspur. <laughs> yeah bingo boom uh yeah and that's it man i'm just uh, that's all i do is i just tweet man uh i love interacting like i said with all of you guys uh love the work that you do i travel now uh, three times a week to school and it's like an hour drive and so like i listen to all your pods man it's just that's what keeps the drive going so keep up the great work man uh love the work you do and uh let's hope it all works out for us this season brother yeah i mean we we appreciate all the love 
Uh, if you want to come on to Spurs Stories to tell your Spurs story, be sure to get in touch with us. Uh, you can at us on Twitter and Instagram at Tottenham Pod. And be sure to join the Coys Collective on Facebook where you can connect with all of your fellow Spurs fans. Feel free to get in touch with me also. I am at Dakota J. Booth on Instagram and Twitter. And until next time, as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.